0: This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla, today's sponsor. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Shwezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Welcome to the show today. Um uh, you're here, you made it. We we have an exciting, uh, great show for you today. Almost didn't happen, because I, in my planning, uh procrastinated getting everything put together. So, uh, it's great. It's a great time. It's a great time to be alive, folks. Welcome to the shit show. Um, so, cancel shweezy. You know it as the Lord's favorite podcast. It's the only podcast out there telling you, uh, that if you see a woman named Snow White sleeping in the woods, um, you shouldn't kiss her. You should get consent. Unless 12 little people are, uh, Give give the consent. Is that the rule here we're going with? Well, anyways. Uh, re- regardless of the haters out there, all the haters, uh, the haters, as I've seen so many people with, uh, who get three likes on their TikTok videos, say, welcome, welcome to cancel Sweezy, folks. Uh like I said, we have we, this is probably going to be our best episode today, uh, best episode ever, or a shit show. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, which one would you prefer, though? Wh- which do you prefer in a podcast? Do you prefer uh, the greatest podcast of all time, which is what we do make every week, or do you prefer a shit show? Preferably, I want to make the greatest podcast of all time, and uh, that's why I'm uh, I'm here for you. What? So welcome. Every time I press that, that one always always makes me laugh. What? That <laughs> one always makes me laugh. And I've also realized that a lot of the sound drops I do have um f- for for this show, a lot of it comes from porn. Uh like this one. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. This one Daddy. uh this one's not porn. What? That's that's what so uh this one Come on Mark, don't be stingy. Uh Man proposes and God disposes. That's my hole. That's where it spits. All those come from some type of porn. Gay and straight. I think exclusively gay and exclusively straight, and two of them are straight porn. The rest are gay. Um, Except for the what. That's, this is a, it's like softcore porn, to be honest with you. It's the boyfriend experience. Uh, The king above 18. Go check them out. Anyways, though, what I want to tell you is I have music out wherever you stream your music Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, any of those places that you listen to music, I'm there. And why not go celebrate with Daddy? Huh. So, which one's Daddy? Daddy. Uh. <laughs> so, anyways, you go check that out. Uh, I have a uh, VPs out there Ride or Die Volume 2, Ride or Die, which technically is Ride or Die Volume 1. An EP called King, a couple singles sprinkled out here and there, so why not go check those out? Why not be cool. And uh, go check out the, the singles and the songs that I've written, and you can listen to. Why not? Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Um, you can also follow me on social media. We're wanting to... It's where I... You can see me on the internet. That's what social media is. Social media is exactly what it is. You can see me on the internet, uh, post shit, post memes that I've made and other people have made, and uh, keeps you updated on everything that I do in this world. It's at the shweezy everywhere that you get social medias. Uh, you can find me there uh, under, uh, under shweezy, at, at the shweezy, the shweezy. It's like, I'm like Ohio State when it comes to that. Call me the shweezy. Uh I think Shweezy was taken. Some asshole took it. Uh but no, you can go check me out, go follow me there. Instagram, I got TikTok, I got uh Twitter, I got Facebook, uh where you can go check me out there. So uh, don't be stingy. Don't be stingy, come on. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And why don't you go you need to go check me out on all the uh social media platforms. Uh, another somewhat social media platform is Twitch. I stream usually every Thursday. Sometimes uh Sometimes other days, uh, like the adult diapers, it depends. Uh, Depends on uh, what I'm up to, what I want to play, and stuff like that. I'm trying to see. I want to start another Pokemon game. So hopefully I can get that uh, rock and rolling, and uh, we can can go full throttle there. Let's go full throttle. So uh, yeah, so that definitely uh, definitely go check me out on Twitch. Uh, following me on Twitch is free, and then that way you can watch me do live streams. And you want to he- check it out when I'm streaming live, not you don't want to check it out later. Uh, when it's live is when the fun is where the fun begins, as Anakin Skywalker once said. Um, and uh, one thing with Twitch is really cool if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect that with your. Uh, Twitch account, you get a Twitch Prime, which allows you one free sub every month, and the sub is a great way to financially support uh, streamers and creators all across the world. And why not help out your Daddy Shweezy uh, with your free thing? Uh, it's typically a five dollar deal a month, so typically a sub on Twitch is typically around five dollars. However, using uh, using your free one to go with Amazon, it's you get one free month. So it's a great way to financially support uh, Daddy Shweezy and, uh, not spend any extra money that you're already not spending, and why let Jeff Bezos get an extra five dollars when I could use it, technically, uh, but anyways, though, there's a ton of free shit you can do, uh, not including our Patreon page, because I forgot to get to that, uh, our Patreon page, you can go over and help us out there, it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend, uh, travel down this road back again, if your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant, so you better go check out, uh, check us out on Patreon, but there is, now I can get into the free shit, uh, free shit includes, if you're watching the show, slash listening to the show on YouTube, um, obviously hit that like button, subscribe, so you get notified, and I think you're supposed to ring the bell, hit the bell too, or something like that, yeah, so just go checking us out on YouTube, still working, uh, tirelessly, why do I feel like I'm saying that weird Kansas trash mouth? Uh, to to you know get that more up and going. Uh, we post highlights on the YouTube channel all the time. So um, one thing I know there's some people out there who don't want to sit down and listen to a whole podcast. Cause everyone's a different podcast consumer. Some people like the video, some people like the audio. I do know some people only want to check out the highlights, which I'm like, oh that's cool. That's why I make the highlights to begin with. Or like you don't want to check out like the full episode, but hey, there's highlights you can check out too. Makes it really easy and also easy to share with your friends, which I know you all are doing. It's like porn, you gotta share it with your friends and family. Uh, so you see it's a great way to help help us help grow the Shwok Lord Army. Into uh, to get your friends on board with it. In case you know your friends are ever like, you know, I want to get into the show, but I don't know where to start. And uh, that's what that's what the highlights are for to help help to recruit more schwock lords. I think uh, other free shit you can do. Um, Audio only listeners out there, obviously subscribe to the show. Leave us a review wherever you listen to your show on. The reviews are great ways to help us infiltrate algorithms uh, for you to help me and everyone else here. This show isn't just me. It's all of us, all of us together, uh, and together to do that. And then leave a five, four, three, two, one star rating. Uh, just do that shit. That's all you need to do. Don't be stingy. Come on like that. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. We hit the right one. Okay. Don't be stingy. So, uh, I guess that's all I have to say, uh, people be kind to, to each other. Unless you're Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Don't be nice to that guy. Uh, he's, he's, very, he's, he's a gaslighter. Anyways, let's get into previous week right now. What is previous week right now? You may be asking yourself if you're new to the show today. Previous week right now is the news filtered by me for you. The real news. The, the news that CNN or your local news station... Fox News or Quail or QAnon or whatever you call it. Uh what they will not then they will not report on, but I'm here to report on. And so I'm just reading all it is is I'm reading news articles. That's all it really is. Um and so uh, I bet you're wondering how I got the name previous week right now. So uh it's because I'm going over the previous week right now. So as Phil DeFranco would say Let's just jump into it. Straight out of Newsweek, uh, scientists to broadcast Earth's location to aliens, ignoring Stephen Hawking's warning. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, scientists have designed a radio message to be beamed into deep space that is meant to be received and, they hope, understood by an intelligent alien civilization. The message is essentially an updated version of the famous Arecibo message transmitted in 1974, which had the same purpose, broadcast from the Arequibo Radio Telescope in Puerto Rico. The message consists of 1,679 bits arranged into 73 lines of 23 characters. The message was transmitted in binary code ones and zeros. Once decoded, the message forms a visual graphic consisting of a stick figure of a human as well as representation of our solar system, DNA, and Arequibo. Urikabo telescope. Uh, now, scientists have designed a message to improve upon the Urikabo transmission called the Beacon in the Galaxy, the B-I-T-G message. It contains more information about basic mathematics in science than the Urikabo message did. It is hoped that this, these concepts will be universally understood by life forms of at least similar intelligence to humans." Matthew Chong, a physics and maths student at Cambridge University and co-author of a draft report outlining the project, told Newsweek extended from the 1974 Arikabo message and the 1999-2003 Cosmic Call, the main part of the BITG message can." Obtained a new set of graphical information in the form of images in special alphabets to represent numbers, elements, DNA, land, ocean, and human, etc., starting by an artificial header and footer that consists of prime numbers. Uh, Jonathan Jang project led, uh, led in scientists at NASA Jet. Propulsion Laboratory told Newsweek that the BITG message also depicts a group of cosmic landmarks to indicate the location of Earth within the Milky Way galaxy. The question of whether or not we are alone in the universe has tantalized scientists for decades, but efforts to find intelligent or even microbial life anywhere else but Earth have been unsuccessful. Some scientists think that that's a good thing. Uh, the late physics professor Stephen Hawking expressed concern multiple times about humans calling out into the vastness of space and contacting aliens. In 2015, Hawking appeared at an event announcing the launch of the Breakthrough Listen Project, which studies radio waves in an effort to find out if any of them are artificial in origin. Hawking showed support for efforts to find alien life by listening, but warned against actively reaching out ourselves using humanity's own behavior as a sign aliens won't necessarily be friendly. Um yeah, I, I, I agree with uh Stephen Hawking on this one. I'm going I think I'm going to have to agree with him. Um uh, yeah, here's the thing, it, it it's the Jurassic Park scenario to me, it's like, just because your scientists could doesn't mean they should, wasn't that the quote? Um, yeah, because, um... I'm just saying, it's like, if humans aren't nice to each other, uh, like, you know, like I come in peace, you know, it's not fucking a movie and shit like that, this is real life, and we, and Stephen Hawking's right, it's something, uh, I think there's some really crappy movie I watched forever ago in theaters with some friends, it was like Aliens Invading Earth, and like, they compared it to Christopher Columbus uh, uh, landing in South America and shit like that, and they just started killing, and it it was a bad. Uh, that was a bad time. That's rough, buddy. Um, so yeah, I don't. I I definitely agree with him. I don't think we should be um, playing God. And you know, you know, it's it's okay. You know, I I think there's probably intelligent life out there, but like, do we have proof? Real proof, proof? Only if you believe what Tom DeLong from Blink One Eighty Two says. Um, and at some point, I don't know if he's all all there sometimes. I don't know if Tom Long is all there. Um, with that, um, I don't think we should be listening to musicians' opinions on aliens. Maybe, 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 maybe we have a better, maybe we have better ideas that we could go to. So, um, yeah, we, we need to stop playing God. It's like, it was, we went over a couple of weeks, a guy had a pig heart, uh, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We shouldn't be, I've seen enough movies. I know, I know this is a bad idea. I know this is probably something we should not be doing. And, uh, maybe we shouldn't do it. Maybe that, maybe that's the lesson all along. Maybe we shouldn't do... If we stop doing things, the world would be a better place. You know, you don't have to do things. That's the thing. It's like, people are, you know, you're like, I'm bored. I'm like, I don't know, play video games or something. I'm like, it's a little bit easier than fucking annoying people. <laughs> weird rant, but we will... Um Nevertheless, he persisted. It's <laughs> from TexasisLife.com. Someone just rickrolled the entire city of Dallas with a massive floating QR code. Never gonna give up this prank. <laughs> Last night, as people partied in the city of Dallas, a massive floating QR code beckoned to them to scan it. After a pandemic where consumers were trained to scan QR codes to access restaurant menus and the Coinbase QR code advertisement during the Super Bowl gave away free crypto to new users, without a doubt, thousands likely scanned this QR code. When someone pointed their phone up to the sky and scanned the code, they were taken to the YouTube video for Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, a classic internet prank known as the Rick Roll or Rick Rolling. The entire thing was a collaboration between Fort Worth-based Sky Elements and Rockwall-based Jared Ga- Gines... the the guy behind the epic nerf battles the thought of a fort worth company rick rolling the city of dallas is sort of perfect when you think about the history the two cities have dating back over a hundred years the qr code was made up of 300 drones designed to perform light shows in the sky and was visible to people at Reunion Tower in round downtown. According to Jared, this is also the first time in history a Rickroll was successfully done with a floating QR code. I mean, according, I mean, like, I can't imagine anyone else is dead to do this. This is great. And also, you know. I get the idea of a rickroll. I mean, it's just kind of funny because people apparently hate that song. Fucking love that song. Uh, Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and hurt you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. I don't know. I like like that song. And uh, so it's weird that people do that. Uh the worst Rickroll I got was like friend like told me to call this little number and it was a Rickroll number. Can't remember I don't know what the number is, so it, it kind of annoyed me. I was like, God dang it. I mean it's only funny, yeah, it's only funny if you get the joke. I'm like, what what is this song? Uh, uh but no, I remember one time I loved getting people. I think back before, um uh, like Facebook Messenger, I guess, would uh send out like it was actually show like the link you were looking at, you know, like sometimes you post a video and it'll tell you what video you're watching. Um I think it showed uh it, it just showed the link and I'm, i just like sent the link to someone and like he's like, I've never been Rickrolled before. I can't believe it finally happened. And I'm like, I'm the king. Um they call me the four play king for a reason. Those two statements are not related. Um, anyways though, you know, someone plays that. Uh I don't know, like, yeah, April Fool's and, uh, and Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Asley are two songs that, uh, uh, go together way too much, um, and also know that, like, uh, who was, um, I think one time, I think I was in high school at this point, Friday by Rebecca Black, um, I guess one radio station played it for hours on end, some funny shit right there, um, And, uh, yeah, maybe we should stop hating uh, Never Gonna Give You Up, but this story's kind of funny. And so, therefore, we had to go over it this week on a previous week right now. Yeah. Hey, this is from People. Nate Bargatze jokingly wears helmet to present at Grammys after Will Smith's Oscar slap. Comedian actor Nate Bargatze is poking fun at Will Smith's Oscar slap. While presenting at the 64th Grammy Awards pre-telecast on Sunday, Bargatze appeared on stage wearing a helmet while presenting in a nod to the moment Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage at the 2022 Academy Awards last month. Last month? It was last week. (laughs) last month it's last week um now i want to warn you all that our next presenter is a comedian if you know what i mean said actor and host lavar burton said while introducing bargazzi so i need to caution everybody remain in your seats and keep your hands to yourselves all right Bargazzi 43 appeared on stage with a helmet telling the crowd, they said comedians have to wear these now at award shows during the joke parts. It doesn't even cover your face. I think it just focuses uh, where you would hit me. Uh, all right, this is stupid. I'll take it off. Bargazzi's album, the greatest average American was nominated for comedy album at the Grammy awards. Others who were nominated in the category include Chelsea Handler, Louis CK, Louis black, Lavelle Crawford, and Kevin Hart. The award was presented to CK and marked CK's third Grammy win in the category in first since he admitted to sexual misconduct in 2017. Bargazi's Netflix special includes The Greatest Average American and The Tennessee Kid. Uh, During the Academy Awards late last month, Rock was presenting the award for best documentary and said, Jada, I love you, G.I. Jane too. can't wait to see you. Smith's wife, Jada Pickett-Smith, has embraced a low-shaved haircut after recently opening up Living with Alopecia, a condition that causes hair loss. Uh, Smith then walked onto the stage and slapped Chris Rock across the face. Oh, wow, said a seemingly taken aback Rock as Will made his way back to a seat. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out. I'm going to say it. Right. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I think that's how Hen uh, dog, dog mixes it. Smith yelled up to the stage at Rock after taking his seat again. Well, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke, said Rock, to which replied once again, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? Uh, Rock replied before going on to say, That was the greatest night in the history of television in presenting the award. Smith has issued a public apology to Rock following the ordeal, saying, in part, I was out of line and I was wrong. The Best Actor winner subsequently resigned... From the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts Science, and on Friday, claiming his actions were shockingly painful and inexcusable. Wait, did he he resign? Or do you, well. I know he apologized, but uh, uh, the Best Actor winner subsequently resigned from. I guess he resigned. Okay, I don't know what that fucking means. Uh, anyways, though, I like Dave uh, He's Uh, Nashville guy, so we have a lot in common. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he. I don't know. I guess it's a funny joke. I mean, I, you know, I didn't watch the Grammys, um, mainly because I know I'm interested in music and, you know, uh, I wasn't nominated for anything. Uh, none of my friends were nominated for anything. So yeah, it's like, it's just a industry people, uh, just industry people celebrating industry people. That's all, that's all it is. Uh, record labels and shit like that. Um, um I think the Grammys are a little bit better than um uh, than uh you know uh the Oscars Oscars everyone's just sniffing their own ass. I just think like the Grammys are just like a weird subset of like the music community, and it's like weird but, like this is the music instrument I'm like no, it's not um but no um yeah anyways though uh nice thing about uh also nice thing about Nate bargazzi is that he. He's fun. If I, I like watching stand-up, and so it's like I put that on with my parents around. And uh, he's he's fairly clean, not because he just he tries to. I think it's just who he is. So that's some cool shit. Um, and yeah, so I guess that that's that. Our last article of previous week, right now, Pete Davidson drives Kim Kardashian's hot pink golf cart to deliver pizza to Scott Disick in L.A. This is from Harper's Bazaar, I think. I don't fucking know. Yep, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are still very much still together, despite the fact that it's been a moment since they were spotted out, but Davidson just made an appearance on Scott Disick's Instagram story, captured by... Kim and Pete updates rolling up in Kardashian's hot pink golf cart, a Christmas gift from Kris Jenner to drop off pizza. Naturally, there were Postmates jokes to be made. This content is imported from Instagram. You may be able to find the same content in another format, or you may be able to find more information at their website. So, yeah. Some facts, Davison is in Los Angeles using Kardashian's golf cart and chilling with Disick, but if you want more proof that the Saturday Night Live star and the Skims founder are still going strong, TMZ reported that she recently flew to New York City to visit him on set of his new movie, which happens to be close to his grandparents' house on Staten Island. After filming wrapped for the day, Kardashian officially got to meet them. Uh, cute. They're definitely still taking things slow, though, uh, when it comes to family introductions, because TMZ sources also noted that Davidson still hasn't met Kardashian's kids out of respect for Kanye West, who's made it clear he's not Davidson's biggest fan. Skeet. Uh, That said, it looks like West will no longer be speaking about his ex-wife or her boyfriend on social media with a source telling Page Six, (laughs) the great Page Six, for the sake of the kids, Kanye has told Kim he's not making any public appearances or inflammatory social media statements, and he will go away somewhere to get better. Meanwhile, Ye's reps stole the outlet. At this time, Ye is committed to a healthy co-parenting relationship with Kim and is focused on raising their beautiful children. So I'm glad they, they are th- trying to do what's best for their kids. Cause I was worried for a second what Kanye, what Kanye was doing. The kind of guy Kanye was being. So that was, that was a little worrisome for a second, but I am glad. At least that parts, um, I mean, the, the Scott Disick, you have to realize, like, the weird, the weird circle this group is now. So, so, okay, so, uh, let's think about this. Pete Davidson delivered pizza, like I got dropped off a pizza, to Scott Disick, who is his ex-wife, his Courtney Kardashian, who's now engaged to Travis Barker, who produced and occasionally plays drums with Machine Gun Kelly, who's also a good friends with Pete Davidson. And it's just like a weird, this is like this weird group of people. Um, and then, and, he, you know Pete's dating Kim Kardashian, who's ex, who's the ex of Kanye West, who is one of the greatest musicians to ever live. Uh, not people, musicians to ever live. And, uh, it's just a weird circle of people. Um, it it is weird. Yeah, it is a weird circle of people. So, uh what I wonder what I wonder what life is like you know, when it's like dad's weekend, you know, when Kanye Kanye gets like his weekend with the kids. Uh they'd be on a fly on the wall in that room. I actually would love to be a fly on the wall. Uh, I don't know how I'd love to know what Pete and Kim are talking about. <laughs> that's just you know, that's just that's how it is. Like I'd love to know what their conversations are. I wanna know um, I mean, Travis is a very smart, like really cool guy. And then I want to know what him and Courtney are talking about. Um, Colson, MGK, if you didn't know, so it's a it's a it's a weird circle of friends. But uh, I I guess they say the love you make is equal to the love you take. That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. <sighs> Did you know that forty percent of the food in the U.S. goes uneaten? I did, and I don't think that is very cash money, considering $218 billion is the exact dollar amount being thrown away. But now, I know you're asking yourself, what can I do to help? Well, today's sponsor, Imperfect Foods, is here to solve that problem. Imperfect Foods is helping to prevent food waste, and so far, their customers have saved 139 million pounds of food. They're affordable and convenient, making sustainability more accessible. What I love most is that they meet a lot of different dietary needs. In moments I'm stingy with my diet, I always go full trottle on a low-carb diet. They can even hook you up if you're vegan or vegetarian as well. Here's the best part. When you sign up using the link in the description, you get an $80 credit. Holy guacamole from the avocados you can get from Imperfect Food. That is an incredible deal that you should be taking advantage of. So sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Help stop food waste and get an $80 credit. Remember, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. You all know that I'm built different, but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Recently, it was April Fool's Day, and I know some of you may be thinking, uh, you're probably a genius at April Fool's Day. You probably got everyone. Now, to be honest, the exact opposite happened. I played myself. I played myself uh, pretty bad, and usually, um, not usually one to admit it. But uh, congratulations, you played yourself. I I really, I really, really, really played myself. Uh, So I recently, so like I said, so there's a couple things that got me. Uh, One of the big things that got me uh, was, uh, this article. I just remembered, I, d- I couldn't find it at first, now I just remembered where I could find it, so, uh, now I'm going to pull that shit up. Here we go. Found it. Let me pull it up over here. This is great podcasting content, if you didn't know. So this is, this is what played me. Uh, Tom DeLonge announces return to Blink-182. Uh, Tom DeLonge, best known as the guitarist and frontman for Angels and Airwaves and Boxcar Racer, as well as former frontman to Blink-182, has announced his return to Blink-182. I've had a lot of talks with the guys lately, and it just feels right to return, DeLonge says. We will also be performing as a four-piece. I think that the songs Blink did with Matt Skiba during my absence were some of the raddest of the band's career. It just wouldn't be fair to kick him to the curb after all of his dedication to Blink. The band plans to meet up with producer John Feldman next month for plans on the band's new album, appropriately titled New Beginnings. Feldman was producer on blink ET's album nine, which dropped in twenty nineteen. Uh and then uh there's nothing more on this store at this time because Happy April Fool's Day. So I I was not I was not very happy to uh to see that. I got really excited for a second. What? Um, because, uh, as long as you know, I don't, Matt's is great. And I think he plays the songs really well, but it, it's, it's hard. I, I feel like Blink-182 just has not been the same since, uh, uh, Tom left the band. Um, I mean, they've had some good songs, but it really just feels like plus forty four. Like this is just another plus forty four album kind of. Um some of the stuff's like yeah some of it's okay. But I don't think Matt Ski it's Matt Skeebas to blame. I don't and it's hard replacing Tom. He has such a unique voice, uh unique uh personality and style to um you know, a new style to him and Alkaline Trio's good. I don't have any problems with Alkaline Trio. So uh yeah, I mean, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Am I the fool? Because it looked very convincing as an article. That like it didn't sound ridiculous. And we also get to this point, which is very, very much a good point. I've had to have. So you know how you're not supposed to like pretend to be pregnant on April Fool's Day because there's some women out. There. Women have decided this. Men, I'm not decided this. Also, men. Uh, I will just say penis havers don't don't have to worry about getting pregnant. We have to worry about getting others pregnant, but not, uh, n- not ourselves, if that makes sense. Um, I do, I do feel like an easier way to go about like gender roles and be like, uh, the penis havers and the vagina havers, um, when you're just relating to penis, penis problems, because women can have penises too. That, that's a fact. And, uh, it's also a fact that, uh, if if you're a straight man, and you're attracted to a trans woman, it's okay. You're still straight, okay. Uh, if you don't really interested in a penis during sexy time, that's another problem. But you're still straight. That's what I will I will say. Uh, I had to do some deep thinking, some deep deep thoughts. That was the wrong one. Oh my gosh, so deep. But. I if you're if you're a straight man and you're attracted to a trans woman, you're still straight. So uh, don't don't beat yourself up about that. <laughs> don't be don't be acting all weird, weird and shit. Um, but no, yeah, like I guess I was talking about like like if women have made the decision that uh, uh, you shouldn't be joking around about pregnancy because there are many women who have miscarriages or have struggled getting pregnant. Uh, and some women, and I also have to assume the one that's unspoken, but also a hundred percent true. Uh, some women have awful children. Uh, some women, uh, give birth to pieces of shit and, uh, it, it's not good to remind them that they gave birth to a piece of shit. That that's also, um, that's also a consideration that's silent, but I think we all, I think we all get. So, um... That being said, um, yeah, you know, I kind of think joking about Tom DeLong rejoining uh, Blink-182 as I shake everything is worse than uh, pretending to be pregnant as an April Fool's joke. That's how I think of it, because honestly, honestly, that ruined my day, and uh, I was not too happy about it. And you know who else's day has a bad day? Women who have miscarriages. But sometimes, God, this is awful. Uh, sometimes women get pregnant on accident, have unplanned pregnancies, and then the miscarriage is kind of like a, you know, a, you know, like kind of work. It, it's weird. It's kind of worked out, but you're still so kind of bummed at the same time. It's is that's a that's a fun gray area unexpected unexpected pregnancy that ends in a miscarriage how that's a you know that's that's something to talk about that's that's pod that's podcast material right there um i feel like i'm rambling on because i don't feel like i have enough content for for this segment for for this section of the episode (laughs) i'm just rambling on which I, i this is why you listen to podcasts right um, but no, I would say we need to, let's make a list of what's joking about Tom DeLonge rejoining Blink-182, uh, what's a worse thing to joke about, uh, or what's things that are not as bad to joke about, like, uh, making fun of a woman with alopecia. I feel like, um, fooling me into thinking that Tom DeLonge rejoined Blink-182 is worse uh, then, uh, making a joke about a woman with alopecia. That's, that's just a thought I have. That's one of my thoughts. Uh, you have thoughts too. Usually they're not as good as my thoughts. I'm a genius and that's, that's a problem. And, uh, and, and it's, uh, sometimes you win the, lo- well, you win, you lose, you, you know, you can't, you can't win them all. What, what other things? Uh, okay. I know, I know something that's worse. Then uh, fooling me to thinking Tom DeLong rejoined Blink-182. Um, pretending to be disabled and bedridden for over 20 years while your children and grandchildren work tirelessly to take care of you. And then your grandson Charlie wins a, wins a uh, tour of a chocolate factory and then all of a sudden you're not disabled anymore. You're the bad person there. I'm not the bad person. I think you are. I think you're the bad person and uh I'm going to remember this shit. Um that that's worse. Um uh yeah, um another thing I I got fooled. Uh, I got played. Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh was uh I saw a weird this is this was kind of just out of nowhere uh, Wayne Knight, uh, popular for playing Newman on Seinfeld, um, and he played that one guy in Jurassic Park, um, and he's in that meme, see, nobody cares, he's in that meme, uh, that's Newman, I just call him Newman, um, uh-oh, Jerry, well, hey, Wayne, how's it going, What well, Wayne, how's it going, um, he passed away, like, there's a, there a thing, they like, he, rest in peace, Wayne, I all that, I was like, why, you know, I kind of feel like, I feel like death is taking a step too far, not as bad as Grandpa Joe, but, uh, yeah, you know, my opinion, that's not very cash money of you, um, You should, you should be, we should be better than to pretend someone died. Because then Estelle Harris, I know Estelle, I like to call her Estelle, because Estelle Costanza, because that's who she was. The woman she played, Mrs. Potato Head in Toy Story 2, and more importantly, she played, uh, Estelle Costanza, George Costanza's mother in Seinfeld. She, uh, she passed away recently. She's now reunited with, uh, uh, with Jerry Stiller, um, and uh, what a great, what a great crew. Uh, what a great, what a great group of people to play your parents. Uh, but anyways, though, um, don't joke about people dying, and, uh, and the moral of the story, I would say, don't joke around about Tom DeLonge rejoining Blink-182. Uh, that's worse than uh, pretending to be pregnant, but not as bad as pretending to be disabled so, until your grandson Charlie wins a tour of a chocolate factory, and then pretending you're not disabled anymore. Uh, so, that's the lesson I have for you to, That's That's a lesson for you. Huh, okay. Next up, um, I think the last two episodes, two or three episodes, I, I kind of talk about, I've had some uh, stuff going on in my personal life, and I said... Uh not necessarily involving me, but I'm involved if that makes sense. Um and now uh now is the inappropriate time, I guess I can uh talk about it. Uh to you, to everyone here, uh everyone listening to the show today. This isn't a highlight, so this is only the only the full episode listeners get to hear this news. Uh so uh so congrats good good so good for you, as Olivia Rodrigo would say. I uh, just want to talk, uh, what's been going on in, uh, in, in my life. Uh, Papa Schweg, as you know, father, father of me, father of Schweezy, uh, Papa Schweg. Uh, not to be confused with Daddy Schweig, because that's me. I'm, the, I'm Daddy Schweig. Uh, he's Papa Schweg. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, in my culture, the culture I've created, um, uh, in, in a respect to your elders, uh, most of the time considering your friend's parents, you go by Papa or Mama, and, uh, and then it's either their first name or their last name, which varies depending on the person. It's person to person because sometimes they have like a last name like Smith or something like that, and it's like Papa Smith. I'm like, eh, that doesn't really that doesn't really fly though. So you have to you go with their first name. However, Schweg is a good enough last name you can go by that. So Papa Schwag, uh, who are we talking about today? Papa Schweig. Um <laughs> talk about, I'm like rambling, uh, Papa Schweig, uh, ain't doing so good right now, for those of you who don't know, uh, I, I can now I, now, I talk about it, I think it's the, uh, uh, my mom's been posting all over social media about it, so, uh, Papa Schweig had a minor stroke, or a mini stroke, uh, as the term has it, so, um, so yeah, he was, um, he, he came back from, he was a track coach, he came back from like a, uh, meat as they like to call meat. Um, and, uh, he, I mean, at one point he just started feeling, uh, like kind of dizzy. Uh, his left side of his body was feeling kind of numb. Uh, so he, you know, eventually, uh, at one point he's like, I don't think I can drive anymore. And, uh, then he's also like, I think I need to go to the hospital. And, uh, they live in middle of nowhere, uh, or an hour and a half north of the middle of nowhere as I like to say. Um, so eventually he went to a hospital, like he went to a good, he went to a, a good hospital, uh, like it's like an hour and a half away. And, uh, so he went there, diagnosed him with a minor stroke. They thought he was doing fine. He just had to do a little bit of a, uh, physical therapy and stuff like that to get back going. Uh, and then about a week ago, um, you know, and then I was like, you know, I've been here helping, I've been helping him out, uh, with everything. Uh, and then he eventually, I took him to like his physical therapist and they were like, he was like, you know, I'm feeling kind of dizzy and stuff like that. And he's getting worse or whatever. And so they're like, I hey, we think you should go back to the hospital. So he went back to the hospital and they didn't go to the one, uh, in town. They went to, uh, the big city one or the, a bigger one, uh, for them. Uh, and so he's, he's been there for over a week now and, uh, having seizures, uh, a lot of other things, um, it's it's weird because I don't get to hear from the doctor. It's like from my mom to me, and she's always kind of like a downer. Like she like bring you know she bring up like this person like you barely you barely knew. It's like oh yeah they changed your diaper. You they changed your diaper when you are young. You don't remember them? And I'm like yes you do, yes you do. I like you remember them. Well they died. That's the kind of person my mom is. So like my mom my brother like calls me like freaking out. I'm like well no, uh, and stuff like that. And I thought he was you know I re- really thought he was getting better, but. uh because I went with him to the doctor's appointment the day before he uh, went back to the hospital. Uh, the doctor seemed like he was, said, like, well, it looks like you're kind of doing good. Uh, they, they told him he needed to gain weight, which I never thought I'd be in the room when a doctor tells a patient to gain weight, but I was there. Um, but and I think he's having seizures and stuff like that. I saw him uh, on April Fool's Day of all days, uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he was really drugged up, like... We were not having conversations. I think he noticed I was there. I told the nurse he, he was not allowed to watch Fox News, which is a rule I believe all millennial uh, children should have with their boomer parents, that your children are, uh, your parents are not allowed to watch Fox News because when you were a kid, they probably had channels and shows you were not allowed to watch, and now it's your turn. And, uh, and if they do... My parents don't actually watch Fox News, uh, but if they do... Uh, but if I do, I'll, I'll occasionally, my dad just like float through channels, just see what nonsense there should be. And I'm like, why are you watching this? And a lot of consequence. So you could set it up. So like a child block on Fox news is always a good idea. Anyways, though, and he kind of looked at me like he was annoyed with me. So I'm like, well, I think he's, some, he's, his soul's in there. Uh, he, if he, if he got annoyed with me, I think his soul is in there somewhere. Uh, but he's also the guy. And so I, when like, Brother, my mom freaking out because he doesn't seem normal. I'm Like I, I think he's on a lot of drugs. Uh, considering he told me he had a hernia surgery, and uh, uh, he took the uh, doctor prescribed pain medication. This is the one time, you know, the the very times people take painkillers under doctors' orders, and uh, he it was too much for him. Just that, and the doctor's like, he asked the doctor if he had to take it. And he's like, well, most painkillers after like surgeries like that are technically optional. Uh, it's just a lot of time you're in pain and you don't want it. And the doctor's like, I can just take like regular Advil. (laughs) Well, so I'm like, I know he's not, he's not taking drugs easy. So I'm like, I could kind of see him like, yeah, he's hopped up anyways, though. Um, he looks like he's making progress right now. If there's any other updates that are worthy to be shared over a podcast, I will, uh, I'll let you all know. But, uh, if you, if you, you know, I know we, we got the Christians, Christians show up here every once in a while, even though I, uh, say things about just, uh, not about, don't say shit about God. I just say shit about church and shit. Um, if you pray, you know, pray for Papa Schwag if you, if you make sacrifices to Shrek like I do, do that for Papa Schweg. uh, or do your crystals, whatever you girls with big vagina bushes and armpit hair do, um. Well, whatever you do, keep Papa Schwag in your mind and uh, send him cosmic healing or whatever the hell y'all whatever the hell y'all do, because uh, he could use it. And uh, and he's a stubborn man, so uh, maybe you could also send some to the doctors helping him out. So he's basically got a lot of recovery to do. So uh, so yeah, Papa. Think 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 Papa Schwag. Um, also, uh, since, you know, I'm kind of, you know, uh, in the area where I'm helping Papa Schweg, uh, I got asked to come back to my old high school, uh, because the high school has now started, like, a guitar program, and so they now have, like, guitar classes, which is very interesting. Like, if I was in school and they had guitar classes, I don't know, um, I'd say by the time I was in high school, I was probably... Probably in a pretty good spot on the guitar, to be honest, TBH. Um, but I think it's really cool. Uh, I always think the guitar is a super cool instrument. And so it's really cool that they have, like, a class for guitar, which is always really cool. And it's not just, like, the boring, like, a ton of boring shit that they do. It's, like, actually, like, looks like an interesting class to do. And so I came there, and I showed everyone up. Uh, I showed everyone that I'm better than them, that I am the dom. I'm the I'm the dom. <laughs> I'm a dom. And I'm, I'm better than all of them. Um, no, they already knew that coming out. I didn't, I didn't try to impress. I'm not trying to impress anyone. Well, I did try to impress them. I'm just, there's, there's no business like show business people. I, I talked to some of the choirs too, you know, talk to my get to see all my own music teachers, like walk through like my old high school. Like when I was in school, uh, the difference is like the, my high school looks like a prison. Like it's a bunch of windowless rooms. Like pretty sure a majority of the classrooms have no windows. And, uh, and I, and it looked a lot cleaner when I was like walking through the hallways. I guess they're trying to make it not look like a prison. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's a bathroom I used to take shits in. Uh, good times. Uh, I eat, eat hot pockets for lunch and shit it out later. Uh, so yeah, it was very interesting because I graduated in 2012, which is now, uh, 10 years. What? Exactly. 10 years now, um, from, like, yeah, so I was, like, you know, like, walking around, seeing everything, and, uh, it, it, you know, it was a little weird. Um, so, yeah, I got to talk to, uh, the guitar classes, which was a lot of fun. Um, they had, like, a beginner, uh, guitar class, which is, like, you, you better like got some calluses on your fingers. Um, and they had, like, an advanced course, which is more, like, they're more self-led. Talking to their, uh, beginner class, and, like, I played... Played them some Olivia Rodrigo. Played them some Harry Styles. And one thing I I think is important to know, guitar players, a lot of guitar players, like, you you have two hands. And a lot of times, like, even guitar players, uh, you're either better, you're probably, like, a better playing guitar on one hand over the other. For me, it's my right hand. I'm really good at strumming and stuff like that. And, uh, their classes noticed it. Like, wow, well, you know, it's like he strums really cool. Well, and everything like that. And it took every fiber of my being to not tell a bunch of high school kids. Uh, that's because of and off. <laughs> I think, speaking of Tom DeLonge, I think Tom DeLonge said he can't play pop punk, pop punk unless you jack off. Uh, because you won't be able to play fast enough. <laughs> funny shit. But, so just some funny shit. Um and stuff like that. So, yeah, I played them Olivia Rodrigo. I played them Driver's License. Like, I guess they're looking, uh, they're working on the be- beginner class, at least, they're working on, like, finger-picking and stuff like that. So um, I was like, it's like finger-picking with a guitar pick. And I was like, Duh, you know, like, playing like that. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I'm a genius, I know. I played them Harry Styles, I assume. I was, like, trying to think of, like, songs. That I was going to play them songs. I was like, probably don't want to hear my original shit. But, I mean, they, they wit- I mean, they obviously do. But I'm like, I'm not... I'm gonna give them a little treat, so I know I'm like, what do kids like these days, and I'm like, Harry Styles, I assume so, Olivia Rodrigo, I assume so, they're both great, uh, I played, um, them, a couple of those songs, uh, and they loved it, because it's me, and obviously everyone loves me, um, like, I told this, uh, story, um, so, like, told, I've probably told this story a million times, but what is a podcast if it's not telling the same stories over and over again, that, uh, uh, we played, um, so my high school graduation, the seniors had to pick out, like, a senior song, uh, and, uh, my teacher, the teacher who I'm speaking to her class, uh, she got me into Fleetwood Mac, specifically the album Rumors, still one of my favorite albums. Uh, it's a great album. If you haven't listened to Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, how, how are you in a, how are how, you better be a child. Um, but, uh, anyways, though, so I wanted to do Go Your Own Way, which I think is, like, a perfect, uh, Graduation, like, you can go your own way, you can call it another lonely day, another lonely day, you can go your you know, like going your own way. Now, consider this though, uh, 19, 1977, the album Rumors, uh, what is it about? What? Uh, it's about, it's about the band cheating on each other with each other and they wrote songs... cheating on each other with each other. That's what the album's about. Uh, But she quickly vetoed that for some reason. Uh, I don't know if that's the reason why. But anyways, we ended up doing uh, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life. Now, she didn't know the actual title of the song was called Good Riddance. Uh, She just thought it was called Time of Your Life, which a lot of people do, like, uh, because they don't say Good Riddance in the song at any point. But I hope you have the time of your life. And uh the meaning of that song, if you didn't know, uh Billy Joe Armstrong wrote it about an ex-girlfriend uh who dumped him. And this is his song telling her to f off. Now was that song. So Graduation telling telling a girl to F off. Yes, approved. Uh a song about cheating on each other and moving on. No, or <laughs> can't do that. I like I, so I played, i yeah, I did play Go Your Own Way like three or four times that day. <laughs> Uh, it's a good song. I, I like Fleetwood Mac, so it's not a, not a problem for me. I did have to answer, uh, and they're like, do you have any questions for me? And I assume they have music. I'm like, uh, with this podcast, I'm like, you, you can ask me relationship problems, too. I'll answer those. You don't have to be like that. Uh, they do not have to be music-related. And I'm like, I honestly will answer it for you. Um, so, yeah, I guess one question I got, or I guess the teacher was asking, uh yeah a lot of people are really good like at singing and playing guitar together, uh but they don't have like that confidence to like go up and perform in front of people uh and so the, they're you know asking me how how would i how did I do that um the main re- one of the main stories is I love being the center of attention, so uh that was never a problem for me uh but here's the story I did tell um and I think there is a grain of good advice in here. but but to continue. Um, so, um, I, I like to think about the movie. It's a wonderful life where George Bailey, uh, you know, he wishes he was never born and then he gets to see a world where he never existed. And it's like, everyone's life sucks without him, which little cocky, little cocky of George Bailey. Anyways, though, I had the idea with my life where everyone's life Is actually a lot better if I never existed. And so you get to see everyone's lives just thriving and doing great. And at the end of it, I'm like, well, this kind of bummed me out. What was the meaning of all this? Don't you see? You, you live out of spite and you must continue to live out of spite because you have to live out of spite to spite others, uh, from their happiness. And I'm like, okay. And so I guess the lesson of what I was telling you, how, how to, Build confidence, performance stage is do it out of spite. Um, I hope that I hope that's actually a good lesson. Uh, I don't know, actually, a good le- I, you know, it's it's better than uh, probably. There's probably some other things I could have said, but I thought that was a good idea. I mean, you know, look, uh, do it to spite others, and a little bit of that like fuck the haters kind of attitude. Uh, but uh... yeah, another thing, uh, and the last thing that I, I was really happy uh, to see in my am I never in, the, in my journey to teach the youth of tomorrow? Which was uh, the main thing. Um, is that, uh, when, when I was in high school, so this was like, uh, so it had to be between like 2009 to 2012, somewhere in there on all our jazz band sheet music. We just had like a whole, everyone had like a, your folder and all their music was in it. And you hopefully you had it organized and a place. You can just pull out something really quick. Uh, you know, that's how it was. Um, we, um, I wrote bird jokes on every sheet of music, and you're like, not every sheet, I'm like every piece of music. There was a bird joke on it, and the reason why there's a bird joke, like blue skies, because all the birds are dead, stuff like that, it, like jokes like that. Birdland, where birds go to die. Uh, and so, I gotta meet the kid who's the guitar player now in our ja- in the jazz band, and I was like, hey, does the sheet music still have bird jokes on it? And he's like, yeah, it's on like every single piece of music. I'm like, that was me. That was me. Do you know the story? And, uh, I may have to go back, uh, for April 20th is the day that it happened. Uh, so it'll be an anniversary. I'm to have to go back and give a speech to the band. But, uh basically to sum it up, a bird died. Uh, one guy was there and, uh, he got jokes. He was the only one who couldn't take the joke. Uh, everyone else involved could take the jokes, but he couldn't take the jokes. Uh, and you know, if you can't take a joke and you want people to stop making a joke, the worst thing you can do is to tell people to stop making a joke. only thing you can do is go along with the joke. That's the only thing you could do. And this guy didn't do it. I'm guarantee you, uh, it's 2022. This would be, uh, 14-year anniversary of when this bird died. Uh, and I'm guarantee if we bring it up to this guy, he would have a complete meltdown. <laughs> it's it's that situation. We're, we're fourteen years later, fourteen years later, we could he he would still have a meltdown. So, um, <laughs> that's showbiz baby. Um, anyways though, so yeah, no, it was fun going back to you know it's weird going back to your old high school, uh, and in a situation where it's not like sad <laughs> to go back to your old high school. Uh, It's just, it was like a, it was a fun situation. Got to teach kids, tell kids stories, stories of my times and about birds dying and uh, telling girls to F off and doing things out of spite. That was the, that was the main lesson of the day. (laughs) Do, I can do all things through spite, which strengthens me. That's in the Bible, I think. And, uh, yeah. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, you control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. But what about alcohol? Yes, even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for Liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the US and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so it's time for Ask Shweezy, the the part of the show where I answer the hardest questions that I've ever been asked to any human being ever, for any reason, ever, uh... That's what I'm here for and that's what I'm here to teach you today. I'm here I'm here to answer all the problems that you have. And therefore with that, I am going to solve your problems. If you've got a problem, you can always DM me on Instagram at the schhuize or Twitter. Or mail me, I don't know. We don't I don't have a PO box. I'm not giving out my address. Uh but regardless of of the situation, let's uh you know Let's just jump into it. As Phil DeFranco would say, uh first question we got. What is the best reply a woman can give to a dick pic? So I have I'm very proud of this, but I've never sent a dick pic. And uh it's something I'm very proud of mainly probably because I grew up Christian, and, uh, I just know better. <laughs> I'm, I'm smart as one to guys because, uh, to the fellows out there, you're, you're in a thought process, like, hmm, I'm really turned on by this girl. I want her to send me pictures of her naked. Uh, how about I send her a picture of my penis? Uh, and women are more attracted to the man the penis is attached to they want to they want sexy photos like which is every picture of me on my instagram ever uh and that's why this podcast is on video so uh women can just look at me and flick their beans or whatever they do <laughs> whatever they do these days it's like i don't know how women masturbate these days back in my day how women masturbated <laughs> um but uh so it, it's a uh, Uh, So it's funny, because the way this question is posed is honestly um, in a sense where, like, I don't know if this is, like, a positive or a negative type of situation. Uh, And even then, like, I have been sent nudes before, folks. I don't, don't don't act like I'm special or anything. Uh I'm also unsolicited. I also want to say there too, unsolicited. Um they just they just showed up. Folks, it's it's called having swag. Uh, do kids even use swag these days? I don't know. Um but uh and even then when I received those I'm just like looks great. <laughs> There's no good way. There really is no good way. Um to reply to that. So, um, uh, how would I, h- how do I reply to nudes? Uh, like, nice. Uh, terrific. Oh no. What I, no, I did one time. I remember this. Uh, I got sent a nude and I, <laughs> I texted back, uh, Tony the tiger. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> I'm so funny I make myself laugh. Uh folks, uh I am just that funny. Uh It's also okay, so more, I'm assuming uh so if 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 you want to reply now, if you want to be serious, not be a fucking goofball like me or a, or just like goofing around all the time like I do. Uh if you have an iPhone, which hopefully you do. Fellas, don't be sending your dick to girls with Androids. Okay, that's disgusting. Um but uh assuming you have an iPhone, like the the like normal people, um you can like you know you can like heart images and stuff like that. Maybe do that if it's a positive thing. And now there's also the question of uh this is unsolicited. Um, which is a majority of dick pics. Um uh uh, ways to be be a jerk about it is probably. I'm hoping the situation of what you want here. Um, you know you do to get some grocery books. Send me a dick pic. I, I miss that thing, you know. Um, but uh, and there's some chicks who like want to hold your dick while you pee. Which honestly, it's like one of those situations. If my flaccid penis wasn't so sad, I would offer. I would. I would offer a lot more. But the, the, my flaccid dick is very sad. Like most flaccid dicks, one thing I've learned recently is that we all have sad flaccid dick, dicks. Not all of us can have just flaccid hogs. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, one thing, uh, a couple things you could do. Uh, send a bigger dick. Uh, fine, just Google big penis. And one thing you can do, if I know on iPhones you can do, this. Android's probably not up there yet. Uh, you can just copy the photo and paste it into a text message. Very easy. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That uh, yeah, way well, you don't have to save it to your phone. I always thought it was funny to send pictures of like a micro penis to some friends. Really funny, and then then, and then there's our friend Wood, who I I like to send his picture of his forearm dick uh, that is a dick the size of a normal human's forearm, uh, to people, and it always makes me laugh, uh, that, that's a, that's a funny thing you can do, um, uh, another thing, uh, because majority of the time, uh, you're not being sent a flaccid penis, you are being sent a very hard one, uh, you could always troll and reply back, uh, is, oh, Why did you send it to me soft? And, uh, are you a a grower, not a shower, and stuff like that? Um, just funny, funny shit like that. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of options. If it's positive, like I said, Tony the Tiger, they're great. (laughs) He's a, he's a solid one. If not, uh, send another penis back, or, uh, humiliate it. But that could turn on you if he has a humiliation kink. Um, which I never got that, uh. I don't like, I don't like people being mean to me. That's not cool. I already got enough people being mean to me. Someone on TikTok said I look like a neckbeard today, so, um, uh, we're over that shit. Um, anyways, let's move on to our next question. Is it healthy to have sex with my partner three plus times per day? I, 19, and my girlfriend, 20, have been just going at it three plus times per day since we moved in together about a year ago. Is this healthy slash normal? I think the funniest thing about that bit I just did is that, you know, I clapped to, like, sync the video and audio together at the beginning of the show. And I realized, no, I I didn't have to do that. Um, Three plus times a day? You know, there's people out there who are, like, having sex, like, once a year. This, This dude, his girl, having sex three plus times a day. I don't even know if you're wanting my advice on this. I think you're just trying to brag right now. And, to be honest, respect, also, um, but, so, I mean, if it's both consensual, how do you find the time? I'm more confused, like, how do you find the time, like, I guess, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm very fun. I take antidepressants, so, uh, my dick can only do so much work in a day, uh, There have been times I've been off my meds. I'm like, I could jack off probably like seven or eight times right now. Um, But, uh, yeah, for me, I mean, it's like, I like joking me. Like, I can last a long time in bed. But it's also like, uh, it's because I take meds that my dick are like, hey, you got to do this a normal amount of time. Uh, Shit like that. The, The thing, obviously, if you're both consenting and happy and doing that, like, that's good. I'm just confused on where you find the time. How fast is this shit? Don't women gotta be like warmed up and shit. I like, guess what? I mean, I'm the foreplay king, and that's probably why it takes, that's why. I'm, that's probably why I'm thinking, overthinking this right now. I'm like, oh, three plus, I'm sad. Where do you find the time? <laughs> I'm like, because foreplay, well, I'm the foreplay king, as you would know. And uh, therefore, I, you know, I would obviously, there's obviously a reason, a reason why I think sex takes a long time. Uh... You know, being the king comes with its costs. Uh, you know, Shrek. Uh, Shrek isn't that long of a... Shrek is a pretty, I mean, like an hour or so. How long is Shrek? Uh, let's Google that. Uh, how long is Shrek? I like how I'm talking about foreplay. I'm like, how long is Shrek? Literally an hour thir- literally hour 30 minutes exactly. I like how I think that like, you have to put on Shrek for sex. Or, or like I don't know why that came to mind. I don't know. The nice thing about foreplay, if you can mix the TV into foreplay, could have watched some funny shit. Ah, uh, uh, anyways though. Um, you know, I, I've I've kind of I've kind of made it a mention to. Uh, I think it was the beginning of the pandemic. I said, you know, if you're jerking off more than once a day. You're probably just bored. Like, I mean, that makes sense. I'm not saying there's wrong. Uh. Anyways, uh, the only thing I'm gonna say here about your your problem that you have, though, oh, it's so awful what you have going on here. Um, is that if it's distracting you from doing other things or whatever, that's that's the problem. I guess you guys just like fucking go at it and then quit. Probably like five minutes or whatever. I don't know if she's she's coming, buddy. I don't. I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's a probably a no there, buddy. If you getting it up three times a day. Well, congratulations on your on whatever the fuck you have. I don't know if I even answered that question correctly. Is it inappropriate for a white person to have dreadlocks? Um, it's a solid question. Um, because arguably, I would say uh, with, if I'm going to speak from the heart, uh, uh, there was a, there was a music professor, uh, at my school, only my freshman year, uh, who wrote a book called Play It From The Heart, and can't imagine it sold well at all. You know, it looked bad, uh, just looking at it. Somehow that guy had a doctorate in music, so I don't know. Um, regardless of that, why, why was I saying that? Um, uh, oh yeah, I was speaking from the heart. That's why I was, that's why I brought up that dumbass book. Um, we, uh, my heart says, only black people are allowed to have dreadlocks. Not for any racial reason. It's because of just how their hair naturally is. Um. Yeah, that's that's how I say. Because uh, if you didn't know, uh, black hair and white hair. Uh, every race, it's weird, every race, and, you know, mixed race is different too, you know, everything. Uh, typically genetics, which sometimes genetics involve race, um, have different hair types and stuff like that. So, like, Asians and white people have different type of hair. Because um, you think Asians and white people, besides, like, color, like, you, you would think, uh, oh, I bet they... The hair is basically the same. Like, no, it's different. I mean, black people, it's generally curly. It's not typically, like, straight and stuff like that. Um, And then other, others, others, I don't know. Um, But I've seen white people with dreadlocks. Uh, One example is a guy uh, who I refer to as blue balls um, who wanted to get dreadlocks. uh, But he was also the kind of guy who didn't shower. Um he he showered very little uh and I think one of the main reasons like he got pink eye one time and like he he's like well I don't want to take a shower I don't want to like hurt him. I'm like I'm pretty sure the showers the least of your concerns right now buddy and uh he wanted to get dreadlocks and we think the main reason he wanted to get dreadlocks so we could have a good excuse to not take a shower Uh, This is the kind of guy whose mom, he's like, my mom said it's not healthy to take showers every day, which there's some merit to that, but also, uh, you know, there's some merit to not taking a shower every day, but there's also a merit to, uh, uh, there's a difference between not showering every day and uh, not showering at all. Uh, I can't imagine he's taken many showers since I last saw him. Uh, I have to imagine it's under 100. I'm just going to make an educated guess right there. Uh, would also say, he's like, well, yesterday we went to the pool. I'm like, that doesn't count. Um, anyways, though, uh, he wanted dreadlocks because I think it was an excuse to not take a shower. Now, black people understand that you do still need to take a shower. Um, he, you just may not be able to get your hair wet. Um, that's the thing. Uh, like I mentioned, black people hair is a lot different from white people hair, And, uh, with, with all that situation, uh, black people should be the only people who have dreadlocks. White people should not. Because if you're a white person with a dreadlock, all I can say is you're automatically very smelly. And it's like people get an STD from having sex with you, even though you don't have an STD. That is how dirty you are. That is how disgusting and dirty you are, and there's like, no, no, people with dreadlocks, yes, all, we're generalizing here, all people, all white people with dreadlocks smell bad, that's how it's going, that's how, that's the answer I'm giving you, that's the true meaning of it, so if you're white, and you're thinking, maybe I should get dreadlocks, don't, don't, are you the lead singer P.O.D., don't, don't, don't do that, don't do any of this, okay, uh, yeah, Uh, what's the point of a butt plug? Is it supposed to feel nice? I know there's an anal G-spot somewhere, but not as shallow as a butt plug. Surely it's just uncomfortable? What? What? Am I... Why is this on the, the thing today? Um... The only real answer I have to this question, um, is that if you're gonna do anal intercourse, uh, all I know, I get, there could be other uses, I don't know, I, I mean, why, I usually try to, like, get questions I have an answer to, but I assume, I assumed that butt plugs were for, uh... Stick it in your ass, that's a prep for anal sex. So you stick it in there, helps get everything stretched out, uh, stretched and uh, a little more comfortable, that way when anal penetration comes, uh, it doesn't hurt as much. That's what I assumed they were for. Or, if you have diarrhea, you keep up there, it's like a little plunger, a little fun. Uh, uh, now, uh, if, if you've heard of the band Ghost Town Remedy, good friends of mine, What I really wanted to do when they released, they, they released an album back, uh, November 2020, I, I wanted to get them, like, custom-made butt plugs, uh, with their album, like, on it, like, their album as butt plugs. I wanted to gift it to each of them, uh, because I thought that would be fucking hilarious. Um, but, as I learned on Etsy and other sites, um, I could not find any place that makes custom butt plugs, uh, unfortunately. And uh, that was really sad because I really wanted to get them, like, butt plugs of their album. <laughs> uh, that would be really funny. I'm going to put their names on it. That would be cute. Um, But, yeah, I assume butt plugs are made to help stretch your butthole. And uh, I'm sorry if I don't know anything else about this i'm sorry i can't be perfect that's my hole that's where it spits how do people end up in bad marriages i don't mean abusive marriages and i don't even mean marriages where someone's personal personality changes after a big life event i think i understand how those happen to a certain degree I'm not stay saying it's the other person's fault if their spouse is a leech, and I'm not saying it's okay to be treated that way, but I genuinely want to know, how do people get married before they even know whether the other person knows how to take care of themselves? It's not like getting married is quick, hasty decision. I couldn't understand if it was a rare thing, but uh, these kind of stories are literally everywhere. How do people get trapped like this so often? Huh, so, I mean... I mean, I can like think of like a lot of examples that come to my head like immediately uh when thinking about this. Um one, I mean, I come from the the Christian background and obviously there's this idea, uh, very clear idea, uh not not certainly unknown, that uh Christians rush into marriages because premarital sex is bad. And like they want to have sex with each other so bad, so they get married super quick, like three months into dating. They're like, "I want to marry you." Okay, uh, we have sex, and they're like, "Why is our marriage not working?" And they're like, "Marriage is hard." I'm like, "Marriage is hard because you married someone you knew for three months. That's, uh, that's the situation. Like you haven't known this person for more than a year, and now you're fucking married. Uh, that's the situation. And and they were like, "Now we don't get a, we don't really understand each other. How come? Because you barely know each other before you going in." Uh, that's the reason why people are like you're 28 and you're not married. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna marry the fucking first person I see. Uh, divorce is a lot of more money. Uh, divorce is a lot of money. Um, uh, so I mean, that's my thing. Like, I know at least in the uh, in the Christian realm of things, uh, that's that's one of many reasons. Um, I mean, you you said not because someone's personality changed after a big life event. Um, there's that, but like the thing you have to realize realize is. Uh, people change over time, just, they, they gradually change over time, and, uh, uh, the thing, sometimes people grow apart, and people, you know, uh, people change, uh, that's why I always say good looks are forever, but people change, but good looks are forever, so, you know, you have these, you know, people just, like, personalities change, and they grow apart, and like, oh, we're not the same people who were madly in love with each other to begin with. And now it's not that good. So, um, that's, I mean, that's another big reason that happens to people. And, uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, good looks are forever. And, uh, also you should be getting hotter as you get older. People are like, oh, I'm old now. I'm not as good looking as I used to be. I'm like, bitch, we get hotter as we get older. That, I mean, that's just a fact. I think that's a fact of life, something, a fact that we have to live with. And, um... I don't know, I, I, another thing, you know, people are like, oh, you know, marriage isn't a quick, hasty decision, you know. Um, one, the weird thing is, you know, people get married, people get married young because they feel like they have to. They, I mean, And then there's also just, uh, it was kind of, you know, back in the day, it's kind of what you did, like, like women couldn't have a credit card for forever or whatever. I, I don't know what year they could they could finally get one. So for like a woman, like you just had to get married. And this guy, you're like, when are you gonna settle down and uh, meet a nice young lady or whatever, or whatever, or whatever, whatever, like crazy crimp, cringy shit like that. They used to say, um, you know, uh, weird shit like that. You know, like it was just expected. Like, and if you didn't get married by a certain age, you're like. You're just an old hag or some, some shit. My mom got married at 22, okay? 22, which to me is crazy young. And she was the old maid of the family because she got married the latest because I have an aunt and uncle who had to get like parental permission to get married at 17, shit like that. Like, great shit like that. And like, that was just what happened back in the day. And now it's like, uh, you don't have to do that. It's fine. Uh, and, and people are like, where are you not married? Why aren't you grow a group? I'm like, yeah, I'm not. It's like, why are you on a divorce right now? And I'm like, shit like that. You know, that's the, that's the thing, though. I was like, would you rather get divorced a few times or married a few? Uh, would you rather be in a relationship but divorced or just wait for the one? Wait for the right person. That's the, that's the truth right there. Uh, wait for the right person. Uh you don't have to, uh, hold holding out for here or whatever they said in, in, In Shrek, I like that. Um, Do you brush your teeth in the shower? Am I the only one? My sister says it's gross, but I think it's normal. I am a firm believer in brushing your teeth in the shower. Uh, You don't know the there is a joy, uh, peeing in the shower and brushing your teeth at the same time. It's so interesting. Um, It's honestly a good habit for me because I used to not have a good habit of brushing my teeth. And now doing it in the shower, uh, like doing it in the shower, is really, uh, made me brush my teeth a lot more and a lot like more frequently. So, uh, it's really helped me out a lot. And you're like, you know, you're cleaning everything. Uh, why some people think it's gross is because like there's so many germs in the shower, but to be honest, like, you'd be like, ah, I'm scared of germs. I'm like, there's germs in everything. Uh, if you ever, if you, if you actually understand what bacteria is, uh, you know, there's good bacteria and bad bacteria, uh bad bacteria that sounds weird to say uh so stuff like that but uh, you know i keep in the shower i keep it mine i have like a it's like this weird travel case or whatever you know that encloses it so i like throw it in there when i'm done because sometimes if i'm cleaning the shower or whatever uh, i can get really 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 uh, hasty or stingy come on mark don't be stingy so like that i don't want weird chemicals on my toothbrush because that could poison me or whatever. But no, I think brushing your teeth in the shower, if you don't already brush your teeth in the shower, you need to start doing it. Uh, even if like, you're like, well, we'll have to take it out. Maybe get two toothbrushes. I don't know. Um, it's too hard to get the toothbrush out of the shower for your evening brush. Uh, but no, I, am telling you people it's so convenient. Uh, and I'm also one of those people when I brush my teeth that I always like spill the toothpaste on my shirt. Then I have to like change shirts it's a whole ordeal. Uh, when I do it in the shower, it's not a problem. I just, you know, it's just... If I accidentally get some on my bare stomach, I just wash it off. It, it's so easy, folks. And it's, like, a big part of my shower routine. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, you gotta start trying it. It's the shit. Um, now on to our last question. What exactly does someone mean when a person has no personality? I read it over and over again, especially in the dating scene. People match because of superficial traits like height, lifestyle, looks, etc. And then one is let down because of the other person due to him or her not having a personality. What does he mean by that? So you're a woman who's been told they have a personality. Um, I want to say like... The thing is, like you're, I think what they're trying to say when they say you have no personality, because I'm pretty sure they're saying you, is that you're not an interesting person. There, I mean, uh, you have a personality. It's just probably something along the lines of, uh, you like I like wine, charcuterie boards, uh, you know, basic white woman stuff or I don't know what your race is, uh, so you, you it's the idea of basic like you. Uh, you tend to follow trends and you tend to like trends, uh, and there's nothing really unique or makes you stand out, which, you know, it's okay to be boring. I- I'm telling you, it's okay to be boring. Uh, you just have to know you're boring, meet another boring person and be boring people. When, um, when they talk about personality and stuff like that, it's probably like maybe, uh, your interest. Really, when they say no personality, someone thinks you're boring and you're not interesting, and to be interesting, I'm telling you, like, to be an interesting person, because I am, I'm I'm the king, Uh, or at least I try to be interesting, I think there is something, uh, there is a big thing to trying to be an interesting person, and, uh, because it's just a good idea, I mean, I'm in the entertainment industry, so I kind of have to be interesting, and then sometimes I'm interesting without even trying, um, being interesting is hard, and it's, uh, uh, it's a different thing, and uh, I guess someone doesn't think you're interesting. But uh, they may say you don't really have a personality. You're just kind of you bore me. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing I can find unique about you, which there probably is. There's probably something unique about you that you don't know, and uh, you you just have to find that thing, and uh, you know live by it. I mean, like you probably. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who just like I'm like I wake up, I do my nine to five job, I go home. I Put on Netflix, watch the latest thing, and then I go to bed and I do it all over again and I just do that and I'm content with that life and I mean I'm not that kind of person who is into that. If you do, I'm kind of a jealous of you a little bit. I wish I, I wish I was like you because I feel like life would be easier, wouldn't need depression medication and uh, anxiety meds and all this all this shit. Um, but uh, you know uh, you know, having no personality, um, really is someone thinks you're boring. I, I don't know you, so I could think you're boring, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's the truth on that. So, with all that being said, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite podcast, So, thank you for checking out. You finished it. We're at the end of it. You listened to a whole episode. You wasted your time on this shit show. So, thank you uh, so much. Like I said, hit me up on social media at the Sweezy Everywhere TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. And you can also check out my music under Sweezy. All the streaming services Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer. These nuts, uh, got him, uh, and all that stuff, uh, go check me out on Twitch, where you can watch me play video games, uh, and uh, you have an Amazon Prime account connected to your Twitch account uh, to connect the two, and you can financially support us without spending any more money than you're already spending a month. We also have our Patreon, which is also a great way to say thank you for being a friend, and help us out financially. But don't forget all the free shit you can do. Uh, If you're watching the show on YouTube, you can subscribe, leave us a comment, smash the like button, ring the bell. Uh, And uh, if you see our highlights, which we do post frequently throughout our show, uh, you can always share that with your friends so they know uh, what the fuck is up. And uh, you also have uh, the audio-only podcast listeners. Obviously, uh, make sure you like and subscribe to our show on the preferred audio platform. And uh, make sure you also leave a review. That way we know what you like and dislike about this show. And we also have a 5, 1-star rating you can give us to really uh, help us out with everything we're doing. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say. And I really like that. So, as, uh, as we always end our show, honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is not at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Schweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk vila butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.